I'm Ren Young. And I'm Katrina Vargas. And And this this is That Other F Word. So I was, I think I've never thought much about Tammy Faye Baker, honestly. The Bakers fall from grace when I'm a child. So, I mean, I remember her. I remember them making fun of her, her being this like caricature. Yeah, I just remember her as a punchline. Her being something that I never wanted to be. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't raised in a Christian household. So for me, it's like this thing. I feel like I was aware of them almost like something you like heard in a dream one. You know what I mean? Like they were kind of just like names I had heard or something until I listened to Jay Baker give an interview on NPR. I think it was even This American Life that was really interesting. Um, But we're talking about Tammy Faye because there's a movie, The Eyes of Tammy Faye, which is based on a documentary called The Eyes of Tammy Faye. Um, But the movie starring Jessica Jessica Chastain um, (laughs) is out now. Um, So yeah, fun fact. Uh, I haven't watched it yet, but The Eyes of Tammy Faye, the original documentary, is narrated by RuPaul, and different segments are introduced by sock puppets. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm all for that. If if there was going, I didn't, I didn't have this as a planned question, but I think it's great. If there was going to be a documentary of your life, who would you want to narrate it? Jack Black. I think that is ideal. More, I mean, Morgan Freeman, right? Because he's like the voice. <laughs> so that is, I feel like, not specific to you, except that it's really going to make your life sound epic. So much more interesting than it actually is. 100%. Well, I can just hear Morgan Freeman talking about like chickens. Yeah. Can you imagine Morgan Freeman being like, and Katrina just dropped an egg because her chicken was broody? Yes. But with Morgan Freeman saying it, that shit sounds legit epic but i don't think that even morgan freeman could make your life sound more interesting katrina that's your face mitchell okay i feel like i would want the all five of the queer eye guys <laughs> to just like in turn like different segments different yes like the different parts of like your personality or life be narrated by different ones depending on what it was yeah I like Mitch, it. I think for yours also, like if they're going to have different segments, maybe like a different plant or like a plant as it grows, representing like the different segments. Sure. I feel like that uh, would be good. Okay. So Tammy Faye, I hadn't thought much about her. And then I picked up the People magazine because it had all these missing moms. And I wanted to read about all these different missing moms in it. And so because I thought that was very fascinating. We haven't heard about any of them. We just did the Gabby Petito um, episode. And this one is kind of this, this, this whole people was kind of along those lines. So I pick it up. I look at it. So then I'm like, I'm going to flip through this thing and comes this huge, big Tammy Faye Baker picture. And I was like, Oh, good Lord, Jesus, you know, which is fine. I mean, I think she would have wanted me to praise Jesus at this point. Right. I mean, well, I think those, those people who remember Tammy Faye, when you say you open to a picture of her immediately have an image in their mind. Mm-hmm. Of Mimi from the Drew Carey show. That's correct. It's a hella image. Um, yeah. I, we're not, Jesus, it is, it is that striking. Is we're not showing 
Terrifying but, is the word I would use, not striking. <laughs> it was a Shocking. lot of... It was like, and it's a whole page of her face. So it's actually bigger than my face. I got a big head. Um, that's a lot of Tammy face face. Okay. Mm. Yes, it is. I mean, I could have done without you holding that up in front of the camera. Stop it. I'm just going to hold her instead of no, me up. Don't. I have to walk away. Oh, what if I cut out her mouth and like chalk with behind her face? Okay. We're not going to do that. But, Talk about a filter that would do some good in the world. Right. So I'm like reading about her and they're like, she was a feminist, an LGBTQ supporter and an AIDS activist. And I was like, interesting. Um, I didn't I really. Think... Go ahead. I, I just don't think I. OK, so um, let me start by saying I don't really still think much of her, to be honest with you. I, okay, along I say with... something really quick. I'm very uncomfortable with you taking the reins right now like i'm filled with anxiety <laughs> go ahead mitchell i i just want to point out that ren has not offered a list not yet a it's... summary oh i have of... such a list she does i have I'm such a list over at this point well because then i'm like I, I just before we get into all of it um my feelings on tammy faye baker and like bernie madoff's wife are both generally negative Right. I, these are two women whose husbands were criminals who swindled people out of a lot of money, who benefited from it and suffered pretty much no consequences other than like, I mean, Tammy Faye Baker got just reamed by people in the, in the news and all of this stuff. But ultimately, she suffers from what every rich white Christian woman does. And she still had her Rolls Royce and she still had her jewels and she still had all of her things. She never gets gone to prison too. And trust me, her and Bernie Madoff's wife knew what the hell was going on because I don't understand. Like if Donnie just showed up with a Rolls Royce for me, I'd be like, who the fuck did you steal this from? Well, Tammy Faye was also complicit in the, the stuff. Like she was okay, part okay. of the show. She was right. part guys, of the- guys, getting ahead of me. But was never convicted. So Ren, just go ahead, Ren. All right. <laughs> for those of you who have no idea what we're talking about, here's some info. And for those of you who remember Tammy Faye Baker, here's a refresher and maybe and maybe some extra info that you weren't aware of. Um, I also want to say for my fellow Real Housewives people, very reminiscent all of this of the current Erica Girardi scandal, which neither of you give two shits about. Nope. None. But obviously my son does. I don't know if you can hear that. Um, so Tammy Faye, originally LaValle, she was born in International Falls, Minnesota on March 7th of 1942. Um, she was raised by her father and stepfather. Her dad took off when she was very young. Um, and she had seven younger siblings. She was They're raised also, in a house with no, they were no indoor plumbing. They were what Pentecostal. They were Pentecostal. So it's a whole nother thing. But and for those of you who aren't familiar, because that doesn't always like mean something to me when I hear these different like Christian whatever. When we say Pentecostal, that's like speaking in tongues, handling snakes crew. Yeah, they're they're an interesting bunch for all you Pentecostals. For me, it's a big, no, thank you. Someone um, call it charismatic. <laughs> so she was um, raised in a house with no indoor plumbing, of course, no key, probably. And was she was not allowed to wear makeup growing up. And I think remembering all of that when we think about her later years is 
fascinating. It's really one of those where you can draw a direct line from how they were raised. So she wasn't allowed to wear any. So then when she got older, she wore all of it. And every day, all of it, it. like the fact that Jessica Chastain had to go through hours of makeup. What is a testament to how much makeup this woman wore. But anyway, and it's not that she just wasn't allowed to wear it. It was a sin. Makeup was a sin. Mm -hmm. Um, So I saw differing stories about this, but she met Jim at a Christian college where she was, they were both attending. I read he was a disc jockey. I don't know why that struck me as so strange, but it really did. Um, He, so differing reports on how long it took them to get married. Like I read that they got married one day. First date. I read that they got married after their third date. Either way, very quickly. Um, some would say ill-advised. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> um, they started out. So they it was, I think it was against the rules to date another student. So they both dropped out. They became wandering preachers, revival preachers. Um, and they also had like a little puppet show, which obviously comes into the documentary. Um they originally they started working on Pat Robertson, who, if you're not familiar with him, he's another televangelist who makes me want to die. Another piece um, of shit. Um, real quick, let me just back up for a second. Dropping out of Christian college and becoming a traveling preacher just spells grifter. Like there's, it really does. There also, is, you should know. There's anything, nothing legit about that. Anything like, that has to do with televangelism or even mobile evangelism, any kind of evangelism. I'm like, I already get like my, mm. my, my, my like walls are up. I, you, I cannot, it, it just doesn't work for me. So like this whole, this very, their very existence is like, mm, nope, I'm out. I don't like, please. It's no. carny. It's, it's a, it's a carny lifestyle. Yeah. That- okay. Yeah. I agree. So they went on to CBN Christian Broadcasting Network. Um, and they actually, if you're familiar with the 700 club, they actually, I think Jim hosted it at one point. Um, that's what Robertson's, Robertson hosts now. Now. Yeah. Um, so then, you know, did, there were differing stories, but they, they left, um, and they started their own network, uh, PTL, which, uh, stands for either praise the Lord or people that love, or later some would say pass the loot. Um, so, <laughs> so this is like a Charlotte based business and it was a television network. Did you say um, charlatan based? <laughs> both things true. Uh, uh, they also had like, so they expanded into a Christian resort and theme park called heritage USA, which I mean, at some point was getting like 6 million visitors a year. Mm-hmm. Um, at their peak in the mid-1980s, the Bakers claimed to reach more than 13 million viewers and have more than 100 million in annual revenues. Um, yeah, so that is disgusting. They're, ba- I mean, basically Jim would preach, but he, w- he was like a master fundraiser. So like, this is really, to my mind, and correct me if I'm wrong, but this is the beginning of the prosperity gospel Mm-hmm. which I hadn't even heard of until Katrina put a name on it for me. But basically that's like God loving people. God blesses you with money. God and wants you to be rich. God wants you to be rich. 
And if you don't have money, you're obviously doing something wrong. And you're not good with God. And what Jim Baker did was he called people who donated partners, you know? And so you give your, your tithe or whatever to these televangelists and, you know, Oh, we're about to, we're about to have to shutter our doors when really what he's doing is trying to expand. Um, and, you know, please, can you double your pledge this month? You know, so we don't go under. And so we can keep being here serving you. It would be great. I'm a really good fundraiser. Right. I remember I, but I actually raise it for what I say I'm going to raise it for. And I just bought my first new car in 16 years and my first car with automatic transmission, like, you know, well, you're also not lying to people or manipulating them based on religion. Right. And, so that, and their that, eternity. Yeah. Um, and then not so, doing what, it, what you said you're going to do with it, which is so it's like stealing from a church. I mean, it is it's offensive. Right. He I mean, he wildly misappropriated funds. Um, meanwhile, so he's preaching, raising money. She kind of has a different take on everything, even her approach. You know, I mean, this is really the beginning of the Christian right, the evangelical right that we know today. And Tammy didn't really fall in lockstep with all of that. Mm -hmm. Um, She, I mean, she, so she was most famous for her fashion and grooming habits. Um, You know, she wore tall heels. She kind of had like almost like a Lucille Ball-ness about her. She had like cooking shows and um, she had her own like, party with Tammy or something like that. Um, She had multiple shows. She had all kinds of albums. She was a huge singer. Um, She was open with the audience about her postpartum depression, uh, her addiction to painkillers, her breast enhancement surgery, and uh, somewhat open about her troubled marriage, which I think is interesting. Um, In her drug addiction, yeah. And her and the, both of them with their infidelity. And when you talk about two people who could not have come out more disingenuous. Um, and I and so my my neighbor who listens, John, he and I agree on zero things. And we fight constantly. And he said, and he, he said, and I said, I'm recording tomorrow. And he goes, because he said, I'm running out of material. And he drove back and forth to California recently. So he's pretty much listened to everything. I said, well, I'm doing Tammy Faye Baker tomorrow. And he's like, she is not a victim. Mm-mm. And so now I will say, you know, I, I do. I think this kind of made me more aware of certain things. I do believe somebody should always be um, judged by the whole entire content of their character, not just one something and not just what I think she did probably get more of a she was a caricature part of her own doing part of the media, right? She's this woman she's, and I do think it's total bullshit that she doesn't get convicted right along with him. Just like Bernie Madoff's wife. I don't care if you're not convicted of the same crime you benefited from the, the, the literally the theft of all of this money. She okay, participated. Even if it was just by she was sitting directly voice. next to him on the television. Right. right. Go ahead, Ren. All right. I'm going to finish my list. Um, <laughs> it's like the longest list ever. 
Well, there's a lot. So, <laughs> so a former ghostwriter for Jerry Falwell, who is enmeshed in all of this and basically was the impetus for the Christian right we know today. Um, yep. One of his former ghostwriters said she talked about sex and flirted with Jimmy on TV. She took on the caricature of an obedient wife and blasted it. You have never seen Pat Robertson's wife or Jerry Falwell's wife. Uh, they stay at home doing what those wives do. She also, and this, this I think is, if there's some points in her favor, like on the good place points for good, then this is part of it. Um, she interviewed Steve Peter. Mm-hmm. I don't know where the hell this is on my thing, but oh, in 1985, she interviewed Steve Peters, who is an out gay reverend living with HIV. And of course, this pissed off all of the old Christian white men, right? Which I love. I do love that. I do love that. This is, you know, this is kind of for me, the highlight of Tammy Faye. Me too. She said, you know, I wish I could put my arm around you. How terrible it is that we as Christians can't show love to those suffering AIDS. And that was the most Christian thing she's probably ever done in her life. Yeah. I mean, and Um, it was lovely. That's lovely. So when they started to kind of go downhill, I mean, the FCC, uh, like continually, we're looking at, at what the PTL was doing. Um, but they continued to harvest reported $10 million a month until they collapsed in 1987 amid corruption charges. Um, and of course, during this time, they're still asking for money, right? Like with they're being persecuted and they need more funds. Can, can I just point out, uh, they are still asking for money. Oh yeah. Well, it's Be- not still, it's not the PTL still. Oh no, it is. I'm it looking is? at the Jim Baker show website right now. And there is a revelation revealed with the PTL logo on it. Yes, he is for sale. And a lot of my pillows. Okay. So of course, yeah, he's now part of that whole thing. So Jessica Hahn was the next big thing. And that's kind of, I think the scandal Mm -hmm. weirdly, even more than the money that they're most known for. She was this like early twenties church secretary who was a virgin at the time who was brought by her boss to Jim Baker, where he was speaking and asked to give him a massage. And they suppose, according to her, they gave her wine that tasted funny. So perhaps had something in it. Who who Um, was giving who a massage? I'm sorry. She was supposed to give him a massage to help relax him before an event. He, he raped her. It was referred to at the time as an affair or tryst, even Tammy Faye Baker's obituary that I read, it was referred to as an affair. Tammy Faye Baker came out defending her husband quite strongly after all of this, by the way, and called Jessica Hahn a professional. She went on to, you know, given like later on, she gave an interview in Playboy. She took hush money, all of this stuff, because of course she did. She gave an interview in Playboy because literally nobody else would listen to her. I was just going to say, and she had to take the money. She wasn't going to get anything else. She wasn't going to get justice. And a large chunk, more than a third of that money just went to her lawyer. Sure. Um, so he raped her. I mean, at one point, apparently yeah. he sat on her throat and had his penis in her mouth. I mean, like choking her. I would have so, been in, I would have been in, I would have been the one in prison because he'd have been dead. Then, then the one who brought her came back in and raped her. And then they tried oh, to send a third God. man up there to rape. I mean, I it is. I, it's just, that's, that's so upsetting. I can't even begin. Yeah. And, this then, is, and Tammy Faye stands by her man as the saying goes. Stands by her man. They did before Tammy Faye Baker died, they did reconcile she and Jessica Hahn. But I think what she did, I mean, I, you know, we have to keep in 
mind the context of the time, but that's the thing for me nope. that seems most unforgivable. It, it really is uh, not defending another woman and, you know, it, or it, just, it, no, I mean, I mean, I understand she, she screwed your husband or whatever. Husband. He's who knows what he told you, but maybe just be quiet don't, and don't go well, after her. Don't, yeah. Character. Don't attack her. Don't make it worse for her. Just keep your mouth shut. Jim Baker. All right, so um, Jerry Falwell basically took over PTL uh, called Jim Baker, the greatest, or someone called him the greatest scab in cancer on the face of Christianity in 2000 years of church history. Even still, even after he raped someone and Jim Baker embezzled all of this money, she was the public face of the ridicule because of how she appeared. Sure. She divorced Jim Baker in 92 uh, while he was in prison. By the way, he was convicted for 46 years and I believe he served five years. Yeah, he didn't serve Um, much time. And not for rape, not for that. Just for. No, and rape. I think he was probably at Fed Pen, which is you know the country club. So, but it was right like- now at jimbakershow.com, you can get a thirteen book offer for two hundred dollars entitled "Has God Failed You?" Oh, so she ended up marrying. She had, she had a type. Uh, she married <laughs> associate of Jim's, Roe Mesner, who also he went to jail for bankruptcy fraud sometime later. <laughs> Um, afterwards she became, uh, kind of a gay icon. She appeared on the Drew Carey show. I think it was Roseanne. And was then she on the sister, sorry, I don't know, but she was on the surreal life alongside Ron Jeremy and vanilla ice. It's um, a good group. she was a frequent guest on Larry King live. She actually died hours after being on Larry King live from her struggle with cancer. She died in 07. And as Mitch has pointed out, Jim Baker, that, terrible human being is back on television Um, and you can get a bucket of food on his website for 165 dollars a four gallon bucket of pinto beans he really like his big thing is hawking survival preparedness kits like end of the world stuff and supplements a covid COVID cure yes Mm -hmm. covid cures yep so also big like pusher like supporter of Donald Trump. Isn't isn't Jesus the like number one cure of COVID? Sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I don't Laughter know. Laughter is the best medicine, kids. Oh, got it. Okay. Thanks. So I know that was a long list, but I do think like that, I mean, to be honest, that's probably the quickest rundown we could do on her life. Well, um, yeah. Um so I do think she did a lot of great stuff. And, but do we think that any of that, I just, my can't. question is, does she deserve the rebrand that she got? Not just now, but even in that first documentary, it was very, it, it was praising her basically. I think I, everybody deserves a second chance. I, I, I don't, I think we can acknowledge she did some really great things that, were not expected um, for the gay community. I think for her to to be open with the gay community the way she was and supportive was the great thing. I can't forgive her whole opulent lifestyle on the backs of a lot of people who believed in them, who gave a lot of probably most of their savings to these people. Yes. She's driving around in her Rolls Royce and he goes to prison and she suffers only public reputation problems. Who gives a shit? You want to give me millions of dollars and call me a cunt? I don't give a fuck what you call me. So well, what she says is that she left the marriage with a thousand dollars and yeah. she had to sell most of her stuff. Um, she, and when we're talking you know about the opulence, they had like huge mansions. They had 
the matching Rolls Royces, their dog house was their dog's house was air conditioned. Women like, leave divorces, marriages all the time with a thousand fucking dollars in the bank account that did not have shit more than that thousand dollars ever. And they are just fine. And nobody sets them on some fucking pedestal. Okay. Yes. Like absolutely not. She doesn't deserve an award because she got divorced. I think that's where I struggle with that is yes, everybody deserves a second chance, but maybe you don't. It would seem more altruistic had she not gone the path of public persona. I also believe what she did. I do. There's, Part of me that believes it was self-serving the way no, that's what I'm that's what I'm getting at yeah. is that it seems very self-serving of well yeah. I missed the spotlight I miss being famous even though I fucked over all these people now I'm gonna do the same thing but with this thing that makes me seem better well, it's something it's, you're still in the public eye you're still getting endorsements and you're still basking in this fame and this notoriety. And I think that's what bothers me about it. I mean, I, I can't speak on her intentions or how um, genuine she was with it, sure. but it, it just like after being that person, it seems that you should maybe lay low for a while. I, like, I agree. Do, do stuff in the background. Sure. Raise money, do this stuff, but. Why you need to be on TV? Well, yeah, you can be a good Christian, a good charitable person. No one has to ever know about it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think one thing that's interesting, and I think we, we should do a whole series of these. Um, there are a lot of women in the past several years, and I'm sure we'll continue getting this rebrand, right? Like we're going to talk about Monica Lewinsky soon, um, but like Tanya Harding, Marsha Gay Harden. Um, I think it's, Interesting. I do think sometimes, not specifically with any of them other than Timothy Baker that we're talking about now, but I think we run the risk of like going a little too far the other way, um, you know, and, and making them like lionizing them. Well, right. You know, okay. Yeah. Well, I like, think, yeah, she, yeah. I they're, just, re- they're still real people and, and right. things are, there's gray areas and like she, she, this thing with Steve Peters, is huge. But, you know, I, I read about a scene in the movie where she's talking about, she goes to visit Jim Baker in prison and she's talking about, oh, that poor girl. When, like I said, she called this woman publicly a professional who knew what she was doing. Yeah. And this woman was raped. I, th- um, I think I can't find, I think what's hard for me with, with her, I can find zero like common ground with her about anything. So I think I just cannot garner any kind of real sympathy or uh um just i don't know i can't identify with this woman at all her being her even starting her roots as this subservient like wife just just from that that whole thing i'm like i can't get behind anything this woman did so it's like okay fine i can acknowledge you did a couple great things i still just i don't like you (laughs) i I, I don't well, like also, that you never were held accountable for things. And, you know, I don't know. I just don't, she never made reparations to the people she hurt. I mean, just because you interview one gay guy with AIDS doesn't mean you don't owe 
millions of people an apology or a jail yes. sentence. Now, okay? we don't want to underplay because this was a time when basically COVID was happening, but to one AIDS. group of people. Yeah, right? it was AIDS and, and gay men, right. Right. And it was being ignored by the government and, and people with AIDS were looked at as like lepers. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so it is a big deal what she did. But, but probably I think, <laughs> yes, well, I, mean, I don't know that one. I don't think so, because I think she ran the risk of alienating tons of viewers. And okay. I think she really did have a different outlook that she felt really strongly about. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think probably risked a lot to do that interview because you know that Jerry Falwell and all these other white yeah. D bags uh, were heavily displeased, but I think one thing, and you know, an article I read kind of compared it to Tanya Harding. I haven't seen I Tanya either, but apparently they ignore some of the things in that movie that Tanya Harding did and make her look more innocent. Yeah. Um, and I think when we make Tammy Faye look so naive and, and innocent, a, is that true? And B like, is that something to be praised? Right. Are we even really doing any service to her by doing that? Right. Making it act like she's some dumb, complicit broad in this. And I don't think she was. I don't think she was stupid. I think she I don't I just don't think she I think that's what kind of makes me more mad. Right. I don't think she was this stupid woman who didn't know anything about what she was doing. I think she was a lot. I think she was calculated. I think she was intentional. And I don't I just don't you know, she's not. All, like all of the, the director, Jessica Chastain, Andrew Garfield, all in this movie are like really talking a lot better about her than I'm like. <sighs> it's very, it's praising her. They basically. are very complimentary. And I'm like, mm. when we'll get into the whole Monica thing, she's not as complimentary to her own self, right. <laughs> which is. You I know, actually like Monica Lewinsky. So John John Baker also has an opinion on her. I can't wait to share that. Um, but he <laughs> definitely was not a fan of Tammy Faye, and um, neither are we, John. So you can you and I don't have to get in a fist fight at the fence later. I think she's got some good points. I just think that she's a, a human, and like I wonder if you know the through line of her living in such poverty as a child, like. You didn't have any empathy for the people whose money you were taking. Like, that's the part that like she there's a scene from the movie. And, you know, I don't know if that happened in real life, but, you know, she asked Jim, are we doing something wrong? You know, and like you, how do you not know? How do you not you do see? Know, and that's bullshit because she wasn't some stupid broad who was just complicit. She was not just, oh, because I, I mean, I'm, I think about myself literally, like I said, if Donnie comes into this year, into my <sighs> with a Rolls Royce. I'm going to ask him, how the fuck did you get that? Go take it back from where you stole it. Like you did not get this. We don't, we cannot afford a Rolls Royce. Also, if by principle, if you have to ask if you're doing something wrong, <laughs> yep, you probably are. Yep. I agree with you, Mitch. I agree a hundred percent. I wouldn't know. I've never had to ask. Right. Um, <laughs> exactly. Because you're not a douchebag. Case in point. I'm just kidding. kidding. Um, So moving on a teeny tiny bit, you know, Mitch, you had a a 
audible and visceral reaction to the picture of Tammy Faye. So, you know, her looks were made fun of. I, I think that, what, what do we think about her look? Her very well, deliberate, I think so noticeable far, look. I actually think we three can be a lot more um, maybe pure in our thinking because we're, we're, we, it's like we know what she looked like, but it wasn't something that it was like right now in our face as adults that are really more understanding and more judgmental. Um, so I think we actually are not, I think that her, she, she made herself caricature of herself, but like, and that's, that was part of my, I do think the way she was treated and portrayed in the media was a lot less fair than how he was. Mm. Yes. But I agree with that. I'm not saying she wasn't part of that. She made a choice to be the character she was. She was, in fact, kind of playing a character in a way. She knew that that was going to be something critiqued. We know when we're in public places, we're going to be critiqued, even in the 80s. She went over the top with it. She was an over the top kind of person. And then, and that then in Lent also, we're at a time where women are judged more harshly and all of this. Especially on their looks. Yep. We don't put her in jail, but we are going to constantly and relentlessly just tread. They used to, they did Saturday Night Lives with like paint yeah, dripping yeah. down the face of the actor um because you know her she and her and her crocodile tears her fucking singing on the court steps after he's convicted she's right. she's a made-up caricature of no, she's a clown she's a I fucking mean, clown I, I mean and i but despite, was it despite what i may or may not have said during our filters episode regarding eyebrows and <laughs> or makeup I, you know, I, I'm not here to tell anybody how to make themselves feel pretty. You know, I mean, as far as like plastic surgery, wearing makeup, you do you. That's fine. But when you're in that position, you know what you're doing. Like you've you've heard the criticism and you still embrace it. It's a lot of makeup. Like it it's is more. excessive. Yeah, I mean, I, like, and I, I mean, even, yeah. even in the 80s and 90s, when that was somewhat normal, like the, the best way normal. that I can describe it is Mimi from the Drew Carey show, where right. it is just deliberately. Yeah. Over the top. Yeah. So, so I, we, I, I don't I don't know. And honestly, the picture, like the visceral reaction to that picture it's not a good picture of her it's either. It's and a it's very old. bad picture. Yeah, it's when she's older. She, um, but, the, you know, but again, though, does all of this lend for us to be more critical of her? No, it's, it's, it really comes down to that whole, you know, we're going to judge people on, you know, especially back then and, you know, how they look, all their stuff. She's not the actual convicted criminal here. But I, again. But maybe her penance was that. Maybe that yeah. was her penance is to oh. be ridiculed is since she didn't go to jail. Maybe that was the um, concession that society made. Well, if you're not going to send her to jail, then we're going to run her through the mud. She's still got to be herself. We're going to drag her through the mud and all this stuff. I mean, I, I don't know. Is it? 
it's complicated because I'm so against people vision. being judged on their looks. Well, right. But also, like, it's punishment. such a deliberate choice. Right? Correct. Like, it's such an in-your-face. Um, I mean. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. that's where I'm torn. Like, I, I'm I feel the same way. Like, I think it's bad that people are judged for their looks, and I I, I catch myself doing it. Even if it's I, I don't like it, I feel gross about it. But again, like it, the, the again, the word deliberate is it's just ever present in this. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was, it was a choice and it was a bad one. Very bad. Very, very bad one. But, but people, I, I mean, that's, but at the same time, maybe it was a good one. Maybe it was marketing. I mean, cause so, that's how we remember. Right. Her. Oh, a hundred percent. Look, everybody who's younger, I mean, or like older than 35 knows who Tammy Faye Baker is. And, and if you said, who's Tammy Faye Baker, you'd say the televangelist's wife with a lot of makeup. The lady with the makeup. She, yeah. Her husband I mean, is the a reason it's the eyes is because she was so famous for the mascara she would wear. And she did the fake eyelashes before everybody really did like, I mean, they did wear them yeah. back then. But um, man, yeah, she was in blue eyeshadow and, you know. Well, I think like she's kind of tied into the drag movement because of that. And like, sure. God she knows I love a drag, drag show. She but I think it's also about like time and place, right? And you can wear whatever you want, whatever time and place. But if you're sticking out, then people are also, going to have a reaction. I do think it was also kind of comical. It seemed so contrary to what they were doing, preaching the Lord's word. And that level of makeup should have alerted people that they were frauds probably from the beginning. And I'm not saying you can't wear a lot of makeup and be a Christian, I'm just saying they almost, it's almost like it just, it's weird. She wasn't selling jewelry or makeup. She's selling the Lord's word. That's what weird. What she said was she was being herself and it made her happy to wear that much makeup. And once again, it's a through Which line. From good, when for she was a kid. good for her. Good for her. More power to you. But I just think it's, it weirds people out. That's weird. When I think of this, a, a televangelist, I, of course, I think of Tammy Faye Baker now, but would I really? No, that's not what you think of. A, tele, a, a Christian preacher's wife doesn't look like Tammy Faye Baker, or at least in my mind, she shouldn't. I actually, so I actually come down on thinking that she was more innocent in it than you all do, but I, I almost don't think that's an excuse. Innocent in which way? I don't think she, I, I think she probably trusted Jim and, and may have had some thoughts, but rationalized it all to herself. Oh, and I'm sure she rationalized it to herself, but I went along. I think she just went along and I was probably she, much mm, more naive and trusting much kinder than I think she deserves. I think <laughs> you don't get to live in that big of a mansion in 1985, a $5 million mansion, 1985 is a $50 million mansion. Now you don't drive a Rolls Royce. You get all this plastic surgery, wear all these opulent jewels and not think something's going on. You're a fucking Taliban. I know preachers here in town who drive 25-year-old fucking beater trucks. That's what a pastor looks like and, and drives because they're giving their money to their congregation, to their church, not to themselves. They're not lining their pocket. Wealth, so wealth is an antithesis of Christianity. I agree with that. It, I mean, it's very clearly stated well, that, in that several places wealth? throughout the new testament <laughs> it's not a it's 
Right. So like, so her not knowing something wasn't right. And like Mitch said earlier, her saying, are we doing something wrong? Yep. You knew it. You knew when he brought that second Rolls Royce and he bought that extra floor of the mansion and whatever he did, you were the juju bees were going off, but you weren't like listening because you loved your opulent lifestyle. You love that Kush. Fine. Okay. Jesus was a broke motherfucker. (laughs) <laughs> well, there's a quote from the New Testament that says it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. Yes, that is uh, one of them. There are, are many others. Direct quote in there that that also <laughs> point to the fact that it's it's not being rich is not part of the Lord's plan. I think she was a convenient a very doting Christian wife when it was convenient. And I believe she wasn't when it wasn't. Yeah. Sorry. Um, she gets none, no real passes from me. So it, it's interesting. So we have, you know, spent this episode analyzing her and just touched on Jim a little bit, but that freaking Jim Baker, like really, like, I think, you know, he's so gross. There's all this made about her. But like, yeah, her greed and his greed is not worse than freaking rape. (laughs) And I think our society doesn't always see it that way. Well, it's so it's we talk about this a lot and it's it's because what the media and how it can be sold, because she was this she was a clown. And he was this man of God. This is much more of a story. How, how much can we talk about a rape? I mean, I could go for days, but nobody wants to hear that kind of stuff. Nobody wants to focus on those things. So it's easier to make fun of like this caricature, this thing, than like stuff that really, really matters and impacts our society. Well, and why does, why do religious white men or just powerful white men get this evangelical get out of jail free card. I mean, you know, Trump got off scot-free for all the stuff he did in the evangelical world because, you know, he didn't, you know, we're all, we're all in quotes, all worthy of salvation. But if Obama had done that, he wouldn't in their eyes have been worthy of, you know, a second chance. And Jim Baker, despite everything he did and everything he took from people and the way he ruined Jessica Hahn's life and who knows how many other people's lives he ruined, he gets to be on TV now. And I can tell you, so Jerry Falwell ushered in this period of the evangelical movement being tied to politics. There was actually a time before this that evangelical, the vote wasn't tied to one political party. Um, so Jim Baker actually met with Jimmy Carter before he ran for president. And I don't, maybe he endorsed Reagan. I don't know, but it was around that time that, and because of these men in power that we have the evangelical bloating (laughs) voting block that we do now. Mm -hmm. And So Jim Baker and and Jerry Falwell in different ways and also together really helped set our country on the course that it has been on that has led us to now. 
And I just can't not thank them enough for that. (laughs) Well, you can thank them. And you can do that by tuning in to PTL next week for the Take Back What the Devil Stole From You telethon featuring Mike Lindell. Right. Well, that's what's because obviously this man just wants money and eyes because it didn't used to be a political thing. And now he is pro-Trump and pro my stupid pillow. My Daily Walk 15-Step Devotional by Jim Baker. And we and his book and this Morningside USA. It's like a compound. God help us all. Well, Lori's house, which is different from Morningside. Lori Baker, his new wife. wife, Yeah. Yeah. She has her own house, apparently. And it Mm -hmm. is massive. Of course it is. Holy shit. Hopefully when they go to jail again, she goes this time too, since Tammy Faye can't. Well, they'll have plenty of food buckets. <laughs> so if we were to take a moral from the story of Tammy Faye, <laughs> what is what is the moral I, of this? Okay. I just went to the clearance section. <laughs> There's a clearance section? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Hold on. There's a framed... Uh, art piece that just says journey uh mike huckabee's book god guns grits and gravy uh this is too good oh a puzzle there's a 500 piece puzzle uh, a chrome ph replacement what oh yeah a 20 dollar uh plastic squeeze bottle 20 bucks on clearance? Mm-hmm. Mitchell, if you make a purchase from this website, our friendship is over. <laughs> oh, um, man. I don't know. It's going to be hard. Large size food box. Large I, size box food storage. A go camp shower. You can get a camp shower, too. It's only $5. That's handy. Um, my, I think, I'm going to just go back to the whole, everybody should be judged by the entire content of their character <laughs> not just and so um i think it's easy to judge her on something her makeup just didn't matter honestly and, yeah. it, and it and it became the focus of everything and of all the things jim and tammy faye baker that was that's the least important of them i agree and it became the number one focal point so yes i'm Mitch, sorry i i have to do this sorry. you're Katrina, not sorry. i I found something that I really might order for you. It is a oh, good. It is, it is a 2017 to 2018 Jewish calendar. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's only four dollars. And and on and it's from what year? 2017 to 2018. Also, why do they have a Jewish calendar on there? Also, <laughs> like throw it in the Jewish- trash, you dicks! Like what the hell? <laughs> it's in the trash. Sh- yeah. Also. <laughs> It's all good. It's so good. Um, well, I guess I know why it's been on clearance for three years. That's actually very funny. <laughs> You're right. I get why you were so tickled, Mitchell. That That's is, funny that as hell. Is, God, you're tickled. That's funny as hell. Also, our, our by the way, the Jewish uh, calendar doesn't go by the Gregorian calendar. So nobody cares, mm. apparently. 
Well, no, they're PTL. They're Christians. And, but they have a Jewish count. Is it so they know when to firebomb our fucking temples? I'm sorry. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. Well, if you hadn't killed Jesus. Fucking assholes. I can't. I'm so sorry, everybody. <laughs> I'm Welcome. sorry. I, this, this whole site. You'd understand also. I just, I, everything about this site, <laughs> it just kills me. All right. Well, don't go to that website. <laughs> or do, but please, for the love of God, for the love of the God that doesn't care about heritage theme parks and stuff, don't purchase anything, please. 70 years ago, a nation was born in a day. Sorry, that's from the Jewish calendar. I can't. What? I just, okay. I'm, I'm good. I just, I don't, I don't understand. I think this is like some Zionist nonsense is what's happening. Something. It's definitely something. Okay. Well, I'm going to mm. go hide in my basement now and, <laughs> to, and not make watch sure you take videos. a food bucket with you. <laughs> take a food bucket, some pinto beans and a camp and shower, a camp shower and go hide in my basement and work on a 500 right. piece puzzle. God help us all. What's the puzzle theme? uh bicycle and bouquet does it have to do with anything christian now there's a, like a Jewish calendar. There's a, i'm so confused right now no i'm telling you it is uh oh here's one that is a bunch of flowers and fruits in the back of a truck so here's the deal guys you guys are you know you mean so much to us as our listeners and you're our partners and if you don't have <laughs> money a lot of money. We're just gonna have to get rid of Mitchell. And when I say get rid of, I'm just gonna leave that up to your imagination. <laughs> Send us your money. We'll take your bank card. That's fine as long as you give us your pin or cash app. Cash app will work. Um, Venmo. Um, actually, if you set up your Venmo account to just benefit us, that'd be great. Um, or you we'll- can subscribe to our Patreon, and we will provide you with absolutely nothing in return. Yeah, I mean, if we had a Patreon, that would be great. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> all right, don't do any of that. We love you all for no monies. And <laughs> we love you for more, though. And Jesus would look kindly on you. <laughs> but you can subscribe, you can rate, you can review. You can visit us on Facebook at the other F word. You can visit us on Instagram at the other F word pod. I'll probably post some more things again, guys. I'm just so depressed by social media. Um, and you can make other people subscribe, right? And listen to, I mean, like do whatever you can. Televangelize on our behalf. Televangelize. And remember. Feminism isn't a bad word. <laughs> <laughs>